today's my birthday. I saw that. Twitter told me it was your birthday, even though your birthday is not publicly Twitter listed. Twitter told you? Yeah, the Twitter app. First of all, hey, how you doing, bud? I feel like we haven't had like a, a conversation, just the two of us in a couple of weeks. But second of all, well, yeah, not Twitter only, did not tell only, me. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say we haven't, we haven't hung out just the two of us in a while. Hold on, that's not fucking allowed. What the what? I was looking at. I went to pull up your Twitter profile on my phone because I was trying to look to see if uh, if you had any tweet activity because I hadn't seen anything, and I was like, did the Twitter algorithm rug me again? Because that wouldn't be a surprise at all. And. I got like confetti and everything, and it's like it's James's birthday, and then it quickly hid your birthday, and then it just like went away, and I was just like, "Wait, is it is it his birthday though?" Because like it's not your birthday's not displayed on your profile, and I was just like, "Is oh this gosh. like a weird bug I in Twitter?" I really, I really hope this was like a this was like a privacy bug. <laughs> I actually don't mind people knowing my birthday, so I don't, so I don't care. I just opened up on the website too. Same thing, confetti, confetti and balloons. Actually, on my profile. Yeah, I just opened your profile. Oh yeah, it happened to me. It happened to me on my profile as well. Oh, and if you click the today, it's your birthday. It Happy just, birthday! It just keeps giving you. It does balloons. it all over again. Well, that's yeah. That's so delightful. this, this I like seems that. to not be that a bug. This is like they're trying to be nice. I'm cool with that. I don't mind people knowing my birthday. I yeah, I don't. Uh, I am as yeah, doxed strange. as they come. I mean, you could be more doxxed. Everyone could be more doxxed, but you know, it's fine. I mean, what? I'm a bit of an oversharer, and I yeah. have a podcast with you. I'm pretty sure if people want, they know anything they need to about me. Like, that's fair. You can find a lot of things about people on the internet. But does it bother you that uh, I guess now you share a birthday with the Saga phone? Because today's basically no, the Saga's birthday. Because I don't know if I count that as his birthday. Like, like, like I've had a saga for months now, so I don't know. Yeah, but that's like it's like the pregnancy phase, you know. When do I get to swap mine out for like the real one? I don't know. I think they're gonna announce everything in like thirty minutes is when the live event's gonna happen. They're gonna announce everything because I already paid for this, right? Yeah, same. I bought my full like DVT unit. Got it here, sitting next to me. So I'm not gonna lie. The fact that they started doing discounts with the with the I thought that was super drops, clever. I love. I it. was like, well, it. I also love it, but also I already paid full price for this baby. So it's like, wait, how do I use my discount cards retroactively? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so like, obviously, I get some like internal communication about some stuff, and I I know al- almost none of this because like Solana Mobile is a very separate entity from like Foundation. And I was asking the question of like, I asked that exact question of like, but I already paid for it because I bought my entire phone and I got the developer unit before I joined foundation. And I was like, I, I actually didn't even look to see if I get a discount based off the cards I have. Cause like I have all the cards and I've, I've had my saga pass since like the first day they first minted and I have no data. So I pre-ordered two phones, one from like a personal account, one from a business account. So I was getting cards on both and I probably have a much better hand than like if I combined them, I probably have a much better hand and have a better discount. But as it stands, I think I got like a $10 discount on both wallets. I didn't realize that we we're like going to airdrop the discount. I thought it was like something you could do when you go to redeem. Is it. that what happened? So I they, thought I had the time discounts to like were airdropped. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. So like I, I thought I had time to like shuffle, shuffle around my cards and make the best hand. But I'm just, I was I'm wrong. just looking through my wallet now to see what I have. I have two other saga passes that were allegedly airdropped to me. They might be spam though. Who knows? Cause like I have my actual saga Drops. pass and then there's two other ones that I think are like a part of another collection or something. And then I have a straight apparently with nice. rank of 1669. Dope. Yeah, I don't know how the discounts are going to work if uh, for those of us who like have already paid full price. I think they're going to like announce all that at the event today and then all the mass communication that goes on after. So we'll find out. Guarantee that's just a, an edge case that they haven't thought about. Yo, have you seen the season two drips? I haven't seen any of the pictures, but I did. I They're pretty, they're pretty dope. Full, Look at I, those. I'm super bad about checking my wallet. Those are pretty legit. Ooh. I just I just saw them right now for the first time, and I'm like, that's that's dope. Are they the same collection, or is I it a different? A, collection? I am a fan. It's a different collection. It's Drip Season Two. Well, I saw like all of the stuff about the Season Two stuff. I I signed up for Season Two. I'm not. It, what's the collection labeled? Is it labeled Drip Season Two? Are you supposed Drip Season? Are you supposed to sign up? I thought I sign up, or maybe me. it was for the Degen Poet, the new uh, Degen Poet specific. Uh, drip series. Why are you telling me when I need to sign up for things? I mean, there was a whole bunch of marketing on Twitter. You know, for I it. can't. You know, That's I don't reason stand I on top of this stuff. I barely. Dude, I almost I missed it have myself. Not been on my Twitter game. I have not been on my Twitter game. I've been in my own world, building shit. James just living his own world. Get clients. Gonna start something, finishing my basement money, this week. Ooh, that's exciting. I like construction things. It's exciting and it's fucking expensive, is what it is. Uh, yeah, for sure. I have a stack of two by fours behind my office, my my office blanket fort, and it's for behind like the, the purpose there. of yeah, it's for like the purpose of like finishing the like actual finishing of my basement, and I have drywall and stuff on the other side, and it's just like I it, haven't done it. It's been there, for, it's been there for like a year and a half. Yeah, did you set up your background like for your background, or were you like I need a desk back here? Like, are you talking or were about you the just blankets? Sick of it just being the blankets. Uh, oh, so it's like it used to be just blankets. It did just and now you put stuff in front of blankets, and like the background's starting to look pretty good actually. Oh, and I'm wondering you, how you, intentional that was. It was versus, very intentional versus just like, oh yeah, I need space for things. It was both, so it's both practical and intentional. So I have been doing a lot of videos with the new job. We published like four or five or something on like compression. I did a couple of interviews with some people. There's going to be an interview with Redacted Noah that we just had on the show last week. There's about to be a another Helium-specific one published on the Foundation's YouTube channel on sometime next week, right before the the Great Migration. You double-dipping? You double-dipping with the guests? Ironically, I actually got Noah to come on our podcast first, and then people were like, wait, you're talking to <laughs> Noah and Helium? Can you do a video for like the Foundation channel? And I'm like, yeah, I'll ask him. Hey, we have a problem, though. What's that? Um, you know, I'm just going to apologize to listeners right now because, like you said... We haven't just chatted the two of us in 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 a minute. It That's feels true. like it's That's been a month. What we're doing we just right had now. like guest after guest. So it's like I'm just gonna apologize to the listeners because that might be what you get this episode. <laughs> you might just get us doing like chatting, catching up, and then maybe some housekeeping. I was gonna say though, we need a better way of publicizing episodes. Like 
we don't have any auto tweet anything when a new episode drops, do we? We do. So we we can actually make this can be a meta episode. We can talk about doing podcast okay. things if you want. Um, talk about podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's like full public mode, right? So the website we have is technically open source, although I don't mm-hmm. think I link to it anywhere except for like on GitHub, which I should fix that. Uh, so like the, our actual website is just like an open source repo, which I do need to do some work on it. All of our episode content, it's all markdown files in that repo, are the Sulfate Pod at Sulfate Pod Twitter account auto tweets every time an episode is published. You do have it auto tweeting. I actually just Look set up the auto tweet like last week when I like right after I changed the, okay, I was, the Twitter handle. I was, there, there were. I yeah, feel like there I were a just, couple. Of I just weeks set it where, up. Where, it was all manual before. Where neither of us was tweeting about it, and I was like, "Man, we need to be tweeting yeah. about these episodes." Make sure to come in and retweet these now that I know it's auto tweeting. Yeah, I haven't figured out if there's a way that we can make it like change the auto tweet text aside from whatever the title of the episode is. So I, I don't know about that because I don't think our our podcast what are you using uh, to... hosting platform does. It. It's just built into the hosting platform. Transistor.fm. Got it. Amazing company, amazing product, built by two bootstrapped founders. They also have a podcast, which is phenomenal. If you're a software engineer and you like building businesses and stuff, they have a phenomenal podcast. It's a little bit older, but it's fairly evergreen. And they're at like many millions in revenue right now. And they're still like four employees. They're just, they're crushing it. Justin and John, awesome dudes. Justin, John, if you want to funnel some of those millions my way, (laughs) I... You know, I'll, I mean, I'll work for it. I, I don't mean for free. Like, I'm a good, I'm a good dev. They don't but, really actually believe in crypto um, that much. Justin Jackson is like the, the like marketing side, and and John Buddha's the development side. And I'm okay with that. I don't. I yeah, don't they don't really. really they don't really. Either. Justin doesn't just, seem like he's super. I'm just here. Intent on crypto, which is like fine. Everyone's got yeah, their own thing. I'm just, I'm just here for the vibes. I don't believe in crypto either. It's. Uh, that's not true, actually. More and more, and I'm pretty sure this is just like bear market mood, right? I'm just like, we're not there yet. Like, I feel like 10 years from now, absolutely crypto is going to, in some form, is just going to be like behind everything. Are you trying to you say know? that we're still early? Uh, Are you being that person right now? Not in the way you're thinking. Because like I said, it's like 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 kind of <laughs> melancholic, right? Like kind of sad about it. Like, oh man, like just like, Everything we have sucks and like things are shitty right now. Like we'll get there, but it's like sad and hard at the moment. Kind of like that's the that's the vibe that's that fair. I'm feeling with crypto. If I'm not like that's just the honest truth of it is like, it is difficult for me to fathom a future, you know, 10, 15 years from now where cryptography, where like blockchain technology ha- isn't just pervasive, right? It just feels like it's going to be pervasive at some point. I just don't know what's going to make that happen and and what between now and then looks like. And so I remain, I've said this, I've said that I'm an optimist before. I remain optimistic, but it's like, I'm also a little tired for the time being. Like I, <laughs> That's what bear know. markets are for. They're for building and for resting. You don't have to do all the hype marketing. It's, no, that's true. It's a bear, bear market. We're fucking hibernating. For, yeah. we're, it's it's, yes, it's, it's, t- it's time to hibernate. We're just. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else has made that like uh, that analogy, that pun. They have to have. It's, it's, it's a bear good one market, though. But, we're hibernating. I love but yeah, it. We're Especially here, post-Christmas like, on. That is hibernating. exactly what I'm. Yeah. I'm straight up over here hibernating. <laughs> but at some point, I mean, look, I say hibernating. That being said. I am still 
trying to participate and like build things out, right? We're going to be writing more <clears throat> modules for the Solana course. I'm doing a live teaching thing for NASA Academy right now, teaching like a, a six week Solana bootcamp. Ooh, so like really? I'm still, I'm not, I'm not When's doing nothing. When's that kick? It's already started. I'm in the middle of it right what? now. Is it like you teaching it live um, with like a cohort of people or is it? Yeah, like it's, it's like Zoom. There's, there's like a hundred and it's like 140 people on the Zoom every time. Ooh. I just had office hours earlier today. There are like 30 people who came to office hours and I just answered random questions and helped That's people awesome. out. The audience is super scattered. Like you've got people who have never programmed anything mm -hmm. before. And then you've got people who are like, yeah, I've been a web dev for 10 years, which makes it super challenging. So I just try yeah. to reiterate, like, look, like if you're an experienced dev, take what I say here and then go look at the soul dev content and like run with this way further than I can get in one lesson. And if you're not a dev, be okay with absorbing 10% of what I just taught. Like, you know, like be okay just being like, yeah, I kind of get it, sort of. I don't really know how this TypeScript thing works, but like it, the way it's named, I can guess kind of what it does. Like be okay with that being your level of understanding for now and then just slowly layering on top of it, you know? Yeah, like as an instructor and like a teacher, because my last job, that's basically what I did for the last three years of it. In a way, I was like instructional type role with some very strong asterisks on that. So like Foundation DevRel, we are hosting slash running the Solana Dev Bootcamp that's going to be in New York City in the summer in like, I think at like the end of May, if I remember correctly, end of May, beginning of June, January, February, March, April, nice. May, June. Yeah, that's how months work. And we've been trying to figure out the best way to try to handle these different types of developer personalities in a way there's developer personas where you have people who are not developers but want to learn you have people that are experienced web 2 developers you have people that are new web 2 developers and then you have people that are already experienced blockchain developers so it's like having these different yet very specific personas that you're trying to cater to is really hard when you're trying to do a single in-person event well, in-person or virtual event where it's like live when everyone has these different backgrounds and different skill sets when you're trying to cater to that to try to make it so the participants get the most amount of value out of it. It's tricky to try to like make it good enough for everybody. And unfortunately, I think what happens a lot of the times is whoever's at like the lower echelon of that group kind of gets the short end of it because it's it's kind of harder to cater to them if you have people that already have experience is like my personal opinion. So it's definitely just like a kind of difficult. I had a meeting last week with one of the guys behind the web three Alliance team, you know, they, they, I've they heard of them, but I don't know much too, about them. It, so it's actually super cool. I'm a huge fan. They run a boot camp, but this is not like a learn to code you don't know what you're doing bootcamp. They heavily filter applicants before it starts so that they're mm. only experienced devs in there who are like super motivated. And then they still have like a 50% drop rate <laughs> from there. They're basically saying, look, 50% of people are going to get through, but those 50% are going to fucking crush it. Oh, you know what? I think the Web3 Alliance submitted like 15 or 20 different projects to the Grizzlython. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's some good projects. Chase was like, they submitted like 15 or 20 and like five of which were like really stellar too. Like, I'm sure they were all great, but like five of which I, he said like turned heads, right? 
which was super awesome. And as he and I were chatting, he was kind of talking about that. And he mentioned his, his philosophy, right? Is like, look, you don't target the low, like sort of the, the lower tier learners in a classroom because they're going to drop out anyway. And if you dumb things down, at least in this and his environment that he's created here, right? This is saying like, this is what he yeah, tells Yeah, it, it strongly but, depends on like the market that you're kind of going after. They're not going to make it through because we've intentionally created a very challenging environment here. So like they're going to drop anyway or defer to the next cohort. And that's okay. It's like they're welcome back once they mm-hmm. sort of fix the prereqs or whatever to be able to hang. But you don't target that level of learner because then the people who could succeed really well will drop because it's boring. And right. It's like, you got to target the top and that will push the people in the middle, but they might be able to hang. And the people at the bottom are probably going to end up having to defer anyway. Yeah. And and I'm like in an adult learning environment, I think I'm all for that. This changes entirely. If we're talking like kids, you know, where where it's like, we're, it's like, we're still trying to teach you how to learn. We're doing a lot more meta skills, Mm -hmm. but, um, but ultimately, you know, ultimately I do have like less leniency for adults where it's like, Hey, and it's not a lack of empathy. It's like, dude, I empathize with the fact that this is really hard for you. That being said, I can't help you in your current state. Go do X, Y, Z asynchronous tutorials and like figure out the foundation so that you can hang with the program we've created and then come work within that program. And obviously a lot of the stuff that I and working on in terms of content is meant to be that is meant to be like this self-paced help you build a foundation so that you can then go do something like web three builders Alliance mm-hmm. and crush it. The problem I see with, uh, a, not, I wouldn't say problem, but like a gap I see with Solana content. And I don't know if this gap is worth filling. Right. But a gap I see is, is for that group that you mentioned. That's like, you're not a developer, but you want to become a Solana developer right? There are plenty of on-ramps for I'm already a developer. There's very little for like, I don't know how to code, but the thing that gets me on fire is Solana. Like I don't want to just go learn front-end web development and then learn Solana. I just like, I just want to learn Solana, (laughs) you know? And that's really, that's a really challenging entry point right now. Yeah, it definitely is. And like, especially with the programming model of Solana, where it is like fairly complex, especially if you want to dive into the Rust side of it, which is more complex, especially if you don't have that developer programming experience, it's difficult. And and you can't fully separate them either. Maybe you're not doing Rust, but you still have to understand the accounts model. You still have to write it. Unlike REST APIs, where the goal is for you not to know implementation details of the server, you have to know implementation details of the Solana program if you're going to interact with it from the client. Well, not necessarily. I just agree with that. You have to know account implementation. Well, but with a strong asterisk. like So you don't necessarily have to with the strong asterisk of if the developer experience for the particular program you're trying to interact with is good. So take like Metaplex and NFTs, for example, like the Metaplex JavaScript SDK or TypeScript SDK, you know, same thing. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Like it, it's like decently documented. You can do most things with NFTs by just using this JavaScript SDK, yeah. and then you don't. Yeah. Need so you're to really so you're saying you're saying if the creator the, of the program yes. has also created a, t- if a the developer SDK. experience and is good and on the front end side, you don't a, need to that's know that's a Solana. big ask. 
<laughs> I don't think yeah, so. But like that, that's but, the but only way. You, but you're not you're not going to get that for every program that you want to work with, though. Well, maybe not right now, but that should be their goals. Think of it this way: if like if you're a developer or like a company and you're making a product and you want people to use it, if you don't have a good developer experience, people aren't going to be able to use it, so they're going to drop off. That's like one of the reasons why Solana for developers was like kind of seems like slower to adopt because it is more complex. As the last like two years have gone on, the developer experience has gotten so much better that the amount of developers that are diving in because that developer experience is better because documentation, guides, tutorials, like all that kind of stuff, it has gotten so much better. SDKs, it's more it's more usable and approachable to different levels of developers. Yeah, a lot of... Definitely education is better now. It's, I don't know, man, there's, there's still some things where I'm like, why don't we have this? And maybe it's like a technical thing I don't understand, but the number one thing I think we could do to help beginner devs would be to have basically like getters on a program. There's a lot of uh, work being done right now on program interfaces that would, it's kind of like that. And then like RPCs and stuff. I mean, you're at least semi-familiar with the Solidity contract since I forced you to... Uh, you did force me to look thing. at one that one time. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? It's like you you can function marked as read-only. You can It's basically like calling an instruction without needing a transaction, right? So like it's free to call read-only, uh, read-only functions in Solidity, which is very similar to being like, yeah, it's free to read data from... A, uh, from an account like an open api but if, yeah but if you allowed a developer to create a read-only instruction that you could call without a transaction then developers could say hey there's a lot of data on this program there's a lot of accounts but these are the ones that we think are, need to be used the most we're going to surface getter instructions that return specific types of data because then you could say hey i don't need to know how the accounts are structured but i do know that there's an instruction that will return the X data if I pass in a user's address. And then all of a sudden, your client-side development experience becomes so, so, so much easier. Yes, but that that information, like you can already do these, these passive read-only requests. It's just the, the data standardization, like to call an instruction that is read-only, you could still get that data because it's just stored in accounts on-chain. You just yeah, have to the, know how and to that's, parse and that's, that data. And that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. So whereas, because it's like, I view accounts. Program interfaces. Accounts is like, how is the data being packed? Like, that's not a thing a client should need to know about. The client should just be like, this is the data I need. And like, cool, I have this data now. We have like decided to use accounts as like the source of getting data instead of being like, oh no, this is a low level implementation. We need more abstraction on top of it. And again, like I said, maybe this is just a technical constraint I'm not aware of, or it's just a, it's just a, we can't do everything all at once and we've optimized for other things, which I think is probably, is most likely the truth. I'm not saying those are the wrong optimizations, right? Me saying this is what I wish I had is not a criticism of foundation or the community or what's being built because you can't build everything at the same time, period. Right? This is just me saying, like, if I were adding things to the roadmap, that would be a thing that I'd be thinking of. And maybe that's part of what interfaces are doing. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. So like from the very little information I have on program interfaces, 
there are efforts that are kind of trying to do similar to like the concept of, from what I understand of uh, how like Ethereum contracts work is like everything is a interface based off like the ERC standards for like ERC 20, which is like mm-hmm. generic tokens of like think of SPL tokens mm-hmm. for you Solana native people. And it's like, it's a program interface where you have standard functions that are accessible to read and write data accordingly. And if you're writing, you have to have the permissions and, you know, sign the transaction accordingly. There's a a couple of different efforts that are going on to have some type of program interface type thing. On the flip side of that, there's also like ecosystem teams that are also opposed to having this type of interface type architecture that is like supported, which I think is very curious. So you have people on both sides of this conversation. What's the opposition? I don't know. I don't know enough details to be able to talk intelligently on it. So I'll just leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> there was a time where I was like, I wish Solana had this thing that it, that Solidity has. I've since evolved from that to where, to where, well, let's see, Noah said something about like not fighting the Solana architecture, right? Like don't try to swim upstream. So my modification to what, to my previous stance is like, okay, there is some type of ease of use, right? Where like, I want whatever the analogous ease of use to this thing in solidity, but like with the Solana architecture. So I can totally be wrong about what it is I'm asking for. It's, you know, it's this classic thing. Like you don't give users what they want. You, what they ask for, you give users what they want. Yeah, users exactly. don't always know what they want. And in, and here I'm, I'm the user where it's like, I don't necessarily know what I want. I know that our current level of abstraction is not, not there, right? Solana is easier, I think, than most people think it is. Oh, yeah. But it is objectively harder to jump into Solana than to jump into Ethereum development, which is sad to me because Solana's so much better. <laughs> so many ways yeah, like as as far as like a, a like performance and and cost and all that but when it comes down to it the barrier to entry for devs is is higher than for learning solidity and stuff and that that sucks that makes me sad yeah that's one of my goals for this year is to just make it so easy to learn all the things about solana like i've got i've got this really sweet project i'm working on that i can't talk about right now what? Oh, uh, hate that. You'll have to. You'll have to wait and see. Soon, TM. Sad day. You know, James, you seem so passionate about teaching people Solana development. How would you like a job? There is an open position at Solana Foundation to be an in, in New York. In New York, Fuck do you see off. the New York job one? Come on, move to New York with me. Chase been talking to me about oh, it really? since before the job was posted, uh, and he knew I probably wasn't going to move, so he was. He approached it from, if you're interested, great. But if you just know people, let me know. Yeah, so like darn. I introduced him to a couple darn. of people from Lambda School and all that. But I'm, no, man, I'm not moving to New York City. Like, come on, it'll be fun. I got a family. I got a family here in Utah. You got a yard, you know. I got those got, things too, and I'm going to move to New uh, York City. <laughs> things are so much cheaper here. That's than true. In, for for some context, if anyone listening, there's a open job posting for an in-person role in New York City at the new Solana offices. And it's basically a in-person educator of Solana to teach people how to Solana. Very developer-heavy role, instructor, teaching boot camps and, and things a lot in person. I imagine there'll probably some, be some amount of like pre-recorded remote type content to like 
broadcast across the internet, but you do have to be in New York City or be willing to relocate for the role. If you do, then, you know, we'll definitely meet and we'll hang out. Shameless plug complete. It's the whole move to New York City thing I can't do. Sorry. Well, fine. But there's always Breakpoint, Amsterdam, October 30. What what about Breakpoint? There's just like to meet people. You were saying you want to hire me to... I'm not going to hire you for anything. to go teach at Breakpoint? I'm not going to hire you for anything. You're just trying to hire me. Well, I was was trying to get you to join (laughs) me. It's different. Oh, I'm definitely planning to go to Breakpoint. If you guys want to pay me to lead a workshop or something. I am going to go. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. Why? Which makes me sad. Just like timing of personal life and family and whatnot. I am still unsure if I'm going to be able to actually go, which makes me sad because I really want to go, but I might not be able to. But only time will tell. It'll be just after my birthday, too. Birthday is October? Oh, uh, yeah, it is mid-October, which means like there's the potential that I would be in Amsterdam for my birthday, which would be pretty legit. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, I would like to go to Amsterdam. Speaking of yeah. soul is pumping. Is I mean, it? everything's pumping. But I, like, I, I straight uh, up like have been just is... the heads down the last like I have I have been so soul heads down up. the last couple of weeks. The only time I've like poked my head up is like five minutes at the end of the day to scroll through Twitter and like try to soul like soul is at 2453 ooh soul is at 2453 bitcoins at 30,000 ethereum's at 2000 oh wow um i let's I see i sold half my bonk i sold half my bonk my this goodness. morning i still am holding on to up. a bunch of like it's it's not worth anything because bonk isn't worth anything How much i still is have a bunch? some i have like a 100 million or something so it's like 80, 80 bucks like US yeah. is like the price, give or take. I sold like five billion today. Ooh, wow, that was a lot. I made like four grand off of it. Legit. Yeah, and I'll keep the half just in case things keep mooning. I'm trying to be responsible, so I'm like dollar cost averaging out of that position. And then frankly, I'm probably gonna off off ramp that and use it to pay for like your basement remodel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basement finance by Bonk. I will, I will buy a countertop with it. <laughs> For real though. I wish Bonk mooned enough that I could have financed the actual thing. I mean, the basement's entirely unfinished. I'm starting from scratch here. But, I know what that's like. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot. Anyway, this is uh, We're this rambling has been this the most point. informative episode of <sighs> all time. Good. I think we'll probably just call it. I appreciate all of you who are here listening, even though we decided to just have a filler episode, the equivalent of, you know, the network TV filler episodes back in the day. We're, we're an infomercial oh, now. I just did it. No, man, it was fun chatting, though. Like, we needed to catch up. So, yeah, you know what? If you didn't like it, you, you guys, fuck you. You know? Wow, like, James, that's really, really Nick and I cold-blooded. Are pe- Nick, Nick and I are people, too. Yeah, if you didn't like it, go back and listen to the last two episodes. We had Noah from Helium. We had Sheck. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to get Chris from Dialect on. We had Mert before that. Yeah, and then we had had a bunch of great interviews. Go listen to those, right? And then come back next week and listen to us chatting with Chris because that's going to be dope. Hopefully. Trying to trying to work out the logistics. It'll happen whether it's next week or two. It'll happen eventually. I will. I will get it. It'll be dope. We're going to talk to all the great people in the Solana space at some point. And then. Maybe we start having like some antagonistic guests on at some point. 
like like, like bring some pe- people bring that some are like Solana haters on. Okay, I have a good yeah, friend. I actually like anti crypto better than Solana haters. Well, we can do both. <laughs> but yeah, I know some people in the Ethereum development space that are, have done like projects and stuff. Some on not just like base layer Ethereum. Some on Arbitrum. I can maybe ask my some my friends and contacts if, if they're interested. Dope, dope. Shout out! Yeah. I did last could, week. I also recorded an episode with Louie of the Streamflow and the Cove podcast. That episode should be airing at some point in the near future. And we talked about a lot of like the FUD that is surrounding Solana and answered some like random questions. and And hopefully, it will help minimize the amount of FUD in the in the universe. Shameless plug. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. I'll go listen to it. Mm, I probably won't listen to it, but I'm going to say I'm going to listen to it. Cold-blooded. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>